0: One of the things that uh, came up was like this deep-seated, call it internalized racism.
1: Happy New Year, Jenny. Happy
0: New Year, Mike. And
1: Happy New Year to all the listeners of uh, Asian Not Asian. This is uh, the podcast with all your favorite Asian friends. And some of the your Asian friends you actually don't even really like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but.
0: But that's being part of a community.
1: That's being, that's part of being part of the community. Um, happy New Year to uh, all of our listeners. Welcome to season three. Woo. I can't believe we're still here. I know. Um, thank you for sticking through our little hiatus. We needed a little break just because we were traveling and just needed to reset some things. But we're happy that you've joined us. Um, what can you expect from season three? Fuck if I know. Okay. <laughs> we, I think literally five minutes ahead at any given time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean who has the time? Who has the
1: time? I just react, that's it. I'm I'm like an amoeba. Yeah, but acting
0: is reacting. Acting is reacting. What? Just think about that. (laughs) Acting is reacting. Does it what I'm saying make sense? I no. fully threw Mike off. What? I'm saying like when you're like acting in like a scene, yeah. most of it's just reacting to something. So what I'm saying is like <gasps> just like living life is also just kind of reacting to things.
1: I see. I don't Ooh, see. But
0: uh, that's wow. That's kind of cool. We are here a little earlier than usual, folks, and our <laughs> brains are absolutely not functioning.
1: Not at all. Uh But again, thank you for joining us. Um It's just me and Jenny today,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we're going to do a little catch up. Um, uh, before that, we're just going to do uh, a couple quick announcements. Um, if you are, uh, going to be in the San Francisco Bay area, the first weekend of February, uh, I will be at SF sketch Fest, So I'll be performing at two shows on February. There's one on the February 3rd and February 4th. We'd love to see you come on out. Um, you can find the tickets, uh, in the episode description. Or just Google, uh, you know, SF Sketch Fest and then... Actually, it's kind of hard to find me, so just just go to the episode <laughs> description. <laughs> uh, and I w- would love to see you. Otherwise, uh, you know, always come check out Hack City, our stand-up comedy show. Um, and uh, the, again, episode de- ep- tickets are in the uh, episode description. We're also going to just quickly shout out some people on Patreon. We've yeah. been getting Patreon people coming in. And again, because we we're on break, we have to now catch up. We got some interesting ones, and what we're gonna do now, we what we used to do with uh, with Patreon subscribers is, you come on, you, you become a Patreon subscriber, uh, and then we guess your ethnicity. But we're gonna expand on that.
0: Oh wow! Okay,
1: just a little bit. We've been kind of doing it, but now what I want to do is, we're going to give them a little backstory.
0: Oh, that's what we've been doing. Yeah.
1: But now more explicitly.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's we've do it.
1: we've got a couple. Um and again you can check that out at patreon.com slash Asian not Asian pod. And Patreon is is the best way to support the podcast. So um thank you very much for all of our Patreon supporters. And here we go. Uh, Max Kuker. Kuker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I was thinking, because this is my first time looking at the page. This is my first time seeing the back end of a Patreon. Mm. (laughs) It feels like um, I got a little snippet into the Matrix. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm going to say I was looking at this and I was like, I don't do well with I'm going to assume this is like a European name. Doesn't it seem like one? I was like, I have no freaking idea. Like German, German, Cooker, Cooker. Okay, Max Kuiker. cooker. Quick, quicker, cooker. I, I,
1: I, I can give you the This that uh, the money is coming in in U.S. dollars.
0: Okay, that's good. Oh, I like that the U.S. dollars part put, comes into yes. Okay, <laughs> okay. So this guy Max um, is he's a lawyer. Actually. Oh wow! He works in entertainment law. Shit, you're good at this. Yeah, and he. Um, he is thirty six, okay, and um is kind of going through a crisis right now. Like, yeah. is this really what I want to do
1: with my life? With my
0: life, like, is it entertainment law?
1: You know, like I, I make good money. I have tons of cocaine, yeah. but you know, there's a, there's, there's, I, I could be at a party with tons of models and just be completely alone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you think he's Asian?
1: I think he's half Asian.
0: Okay, he's ha- what half? Like what the, what is the half? You
1: mean like the top half? What do you mean? Or like what oh, flavor? Oh, I see. I see. Okay. He's half German. Uh-huh. Uh, and his mom is Japanese.
0: I was going to say not Japanese. Oh, shit. His mom is actually second gen Chinese American.
1: Wow. <laughs> Where do they live?
0: Um, He's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> but he lives in Nashville.
1: Oh, he, oh, entertainment lawyer in Nashville. Yeah. so he's big into the music thing. Yeah,
0: he works for music.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And then you know, one day he was he was he was he was doing cocaine in the bathroom at a Nashville honky tonk party. Yeah, and was like, "There's got to be more
0: to life." Exactly.
1: And he just typed and also, in, why
0: won't Jack White work with me? Why
1: won't Jack White work with me? And I've I've bought so many funny hats so I can match with him, <laughs> and it's just it's just not working. And he types in Asian podcast. Yeah, into uh, his phone and boom rest is history yeah thank you very much thank max. you max and and hang in there okay jack white will work with you one day
0: yeah i think he really will uh the next one we have we just have the the user
1: the, the username that this person gave so uh <laughs> <laughs> this one is gengar <laughs> underscore orange soda
0: yeah gengar orange soda <laughs>
1: I'm going to say, I know who this person is. So, oh, you uh, do? I do. And, and he's a sweetheart. And thank you very much for the money. But
0: Thank you, Gengar.
1: But based on Gengar underscore orange soda. Yeah. I'm thinking.
0: <sighs> he's a, he's like a really nice internet troll.
1: Yes. I was going to say he, he lives in the basement uh, with his mom, um, in his mom's house in the basement. You know he he's on 4chan, mm-hmm. but he's like, this is kind of gross. But he's met a couple cool people on there that right. have been pretty nice.
0: Yeah, he's like the guy who like argues vehemently for the good things.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Radical kindness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's going on on AOC's Twitter and he's going, "You go, girl."
0: Yeah, he's like, "Wow, she's so eloquent and saying the right things." Slay.
1: Bam. <laughs> And then ordering dominoes. Yeah. That's Gengar hashtag uh, underscore, underscore orange soda. soda. And of Th- course, yeah. Thank you,
0: Mr. Orange Soda. Thank you
1: very much. For, and, and for paying us in dollars and not in crypto.
0: Yeah, thank you. That's really
1: important. Uh, again, if you want to check out uh, our Patreon, that's patreon.com slash Asian, not Asian pod. Let's just get to it. Um, Let's just go let's catch up. We haven't, you know, we've been on break. Yeah. But you and I have seen <laughs> I each other out. a fucking lot. A lot.
0: <laughs> we've just become friends, Mike. How Fuck. does that feel? <laughs> and none of it's recorded. <laughs>
1: i know i should just carry around um the recorder i've thought about doing that just like carrying it around but that would just be so
0: so much the weird guy no one would want to hang out with you uh
1: you had you know i guess let's just cover off on a couple things it Mm -hmm. was cool to see you we saw each other uh in the san francisco bay area
0: yes which was kind of beautiful um like the fact that i had like so many asian comedian friends at once in like one week Oh, there. you
1: mean like in the bay? Yeah, in the yes, bay. yes. And we saw so cool. Dylan, who's been on the pod. We've seen Jess, who's been on the pod. Uh, your sister, who has inadvertently been on the podcast. Yeah, that's true, and it is very nice. Uh-huh. I really like her. Uh, who else? Oh, Dylan's, Dylan's
0: twin brother. Twin
1: brother, which was like so fun. And it's it's interesting because I feel they're very different.
0: Actually, they're very different, but very they're also different. very similar. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the context is. Um, I was back in the Bay because I'm from there, but Jess and Dylan are as well. And Mike is not from the Bay, but was spending the holidays in the Bay, which I knew about.
1: Yes. I, my sisters live in the Bay now and we had a, you know, big old family party and, and all that stuff. They live in Walnut Creek for my Bay area your, heads.
0: Your Bay heads.
1: <laughs> Where are my Walnutters yeah. at? Uh, my, my Creekers. I,
0: I don't know. You know, I was born in Walnut Creek. No, you weren't really. I'm a Creeker. Aww, but I never really cute. like lived there. Like I don't remember living there, but I was born there.
1: It was nice. I feel that we should be really big in Walnut Creek. Yeah. There's so many
0: You did say that to me.
1: So many Asian people. It was it was actually very diverse in a kind of up uh like up up and coming middle class Asian and
0: you know ethnic yeah you know what i'm saying yeah my pe- my parents said that when we they first lived there because they lived there like you know when they first moved to america it was very different yeah and now it's very up and coming
1: it's it, well i went to like a really fancy mall uh and there was like just a lot of um people with louis vuitton i, I don't know yeah y- you know like uh it, Asian people. Once that we reach a certain critical mass Mm -hmm. at a certain place, (laughs) yeah, um, then like the the mall suddenly gets like a little nicer. Yeah, you know,
0: have a Louis Vuitton there.
1: There's a Louis Vuitton there, probably. Anyway, so you you um we're all in bed. And
0: I, if to know me is to know that I'm the organizer, oftentimes, yes, (laughs) I'm like the project manager of like pretty much every like a lot of things. Um, but I was really insistent. On getting everyone to hang out because dylan had moved to la yeah and so i was like you know i really want to see him while he's in town because we just like live on different coasts now yeah so anyways a lot of organizing happened and it all kind of spiraled into like let's all bring our siblings just started just end up not bringing their sister oh
1: yeah I really <laughs> which wanted i thought to meet was so funny yeah but
0: um so like we ended up having dinner mike couldn't make it but then mike invited us to a friend's party, holiday party, which is very kind of you to allow uh, three stupid comedians to come (laughs) to a nice adult party, which was really fun. And so we all went after dinner um, to this nice party, completely underdressed to th- for this holiday no party. not at all it was a beautiful home beautiful in the city house. yes everyone's in like christmas suits and dresses <laughs> we show up s- three comedians in puffer jackets and oversized jeans <laughs> and we're like oh no are, are we here no
1: it was it, it was <laughs> it was nice because um i and shouts to my friend justin who is like a huge listener and it was thank you justin
0: his, your house is beautiful his
1: home his and his wife's home In his family's home. And it was, was, it's really nice. Uh, When I saw it, I immediately went into existential spiral because I was like, wow, I ain't shit. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you have meet friends where you're like, wow, I, you have a flashback to that moment when you decided to be a failure in your life.
0: Well, yeah. When you decided comedy was something you wanted to do.
1: (sighs) anyways it was really nice it was a really nice house. yeah
0: it was really nice but it was really nice to see you and everyone it was very sweet and i had this moment of like wow look at me like i made comedy friends that like span borders you know what i mean like you yeah. have to be real friends to go out of your to way cross to cross state lines yeah To but to see each other when you're somewhere else where you're not like in one city and like a train ride distance away like yeah. you have to put effort and like we, you know, Dylan and I had to like drive into the city to see each other. And it was just like, I just had this moment was like, wow, how cool. And I needed that at that point. It was like right after Christmas and I've been home for a while. And I was like, oh, I'm like a little bit losing my mind in the suburbs. I love my aunt to this. I love being at home. I love my family, but like, you know, I'm like out, not doing my comedy. I'm like, just kind of like hanging out in the burbs without access to it, my car, uh, a car. And so I'm like, always have hit a, moment where i'm like what am i doing am i even a comedian and then that dinner we were so annoying and loud we were so (laughs) loud like cracking jokes and talking about comedy stuff and i felt like me again and i felt really great
1: that's awesome yeah you were there in the bay for a long time
0: yeah for a really long time like three weeks oh my god i do that all the time because i skip thanksgiving so i like
1: right so you just hang out like i do
0: a really long christmas day to make up for it
1: but isn't it a challenge i mean being home for so long i mean it's it's like you know, when you go home I, and I think for, you know, whatever, talk about Asian people, it's, it's like, it's so awesome to see family and it's so good to eat great food again. But then like, as soon as you get there, I feel there's a depression clock that begins <laughs> ticking. Yeah. And after a certain amount of, you're like, you know, it's ticking and if it if it if the alarm goes off you're depressed
0: (laughs) yeah i've so i used to feel that way this trip i didn't feel that i'm cognizant i mean made like sure to have social things spread out in certain places Mm. to remind myself what life is like when you're not just sitting at home
1: you don't have a car
0: i have my parents car so i have to like plan with my
1: parents i see That's
0: <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's the part that like I was like oh I can't wait to get back to New York. It's like so much of it's like discussion about which car I'm gonna take to what and what's the timeline of my travel. So they get yeah. the car back when I'm at home. I realize why I am the way I am. Because they ask a million questions like, so when will the car be back? When will blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm like, that's why I'm like this. Um, like, what time is dinner? And I'm like, let me organize. Like, right. that's like me. Um, so anyways, it was like, I like figured it out. I think how to do a long trip. But I what I do lose is the feeling of being creative. Like mm. I have, when I'm not interacting with the world, I'm just like at home, work from home, at home. I'm like, oh, I don't feel funny or like I have any ideas and that's this part that I feel sad about usually mm-hmm. that's why that dinner and that night was huge for me because I was like look at these funny people being mm-hmm. funny is that cool yeah I love it
1: um I didn't realize I you told me but I i think I forgot that I thought for some reason you lived in the city no 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 you I live went to in... high
0: school in the city but I don't live in the city
1: was that like a long commute
0: it was like a 25 minute drive oh one that's way. not
1: I guess that bad but yeah. still um okay so but you so you live outside the city so you, yeah I've never I've never really hung out in where you're from yeah so is it is it really suburby?
0: No, like it's becoming more cool cuz all the tech people like they're moving into it. So uh, like the downtowns are suddenly like there're bars. I didn't grow up with bars near me yeah. and all of a sudden there's like hip bars and lounges and like wine Ooh. bars and stuff like that. Yeah. So it is changing um and I have more friends who are starting to like live not in only in the city if that makes sense. Like yeah. people are starting to move out. Yeah. Because I'm in my thirties.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're finally moving out. We're thirty-five. Yeah. I just saved a thousand dollars.
0: Um yeah. But, yeah. but it was really nice to see you, but then we also saw each other again.
1: <laughs> oh, week. recently? Yeah. Yes, we hung out again with Randall. Hi Randall. I don't know if he still listens. I, I think don't he know does. If he listens. Uh but that if, was
0: also I didn't expect to see I didn't expect to see you in between, like when I saw you in San Francisco and then today. Yes. And then I saw you.
1: We have to stop. This is too much, <laughs> or at least again, record everything know, and turn it into content. I know, seriously. Um, yeah. I just very quickly going back when you go back to when you go back home. Do you have so many thoughts about home?
0: Um, I used to, but not so much. I think you have so many thoughts about the Bay Area. I
1: have so many thoughts about, but the that's because you
0: don't like. I go like let's say I go three, two, three times a year. Oh, okay. I'm starting to that. Sh- that's, I have all. I've had all the thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts?
1: Mm, I guess the first thing is that if I lived in the Bay or like a suburb, I guess, yeah, uh, I would just be, I would be definitely the kooky neighbor <laughs> okay. because I don't think I can turn off my creativity, yeah, you know, and I would be out there like I was out, I went to a CVS because I had to get some, my, my son got sick and mm-hmm. so I had to get like a, one of those nose thingies that you like can suck the mucus out of his nose with a straw. Uh-huh. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. i <laughs> yeah. sorry. I said, uh-huh, but I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I had to go to a CVS. Okay. And there's
1: something at a, you go to a CVS in a suburb and it is like exquisitely sad. <laughs> you know, the parking lot. Yeah. The walk where you get out I of the car. I know what you mean. You're walking up to the CVS. You go inside the CVS and they got that lighting and they have like the bin that's like right near the door that has like a bunch of. Yeah. I know stuffed Santa Clauses in it. Yeah, and then there's like a Ferrero Rocher display. Yeah, and then you're just like, "Why was I here again?" And yeah, you, there's just some that experience is so universal and and depressing yeah. that I think it is actually, in a way, beautiful.
0: Okay, we. I didn't. I didn't. I did not know that was going to be the end of that sentence. I
1: would take photos of. I would like be out there. I'd be sitting up my tripod, taking pictures of like people going in and out of CVS. That's like. There's something you took pictures. of I it? didn't. Oh. I would, because like there's something so sad about it that this has to be something. Do you know what I'm saying? That it evokes this kind of emotion in me.
0: Is that brutalism? That's brutalism. <laughs> <laughs> sound, like that word sounds like this feels like it, that's what brutalism. It might be is. brutalism. I feel like it's like the it captures like capitalism mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the feeling of it yeah the, f- the cookie cutterness of it the fact that they are selling kind of like just like anything and everything yes. to you <laughs> yes you know what i mean and they're just like just buy the santa claus just buy
1: this stuff santa claus and everything and then will be you'll fine. feel happy and then you take that and like you just drive home to your house and you're like mid you know late model suv Yeah. And then you get out of the car
0: in your home that looks like all the other homes on the cul-de-sac. Exactly.
1: And then you go inside and then you put the Santa like (laughs) on your kitchen table. Yeah. And you forget about it for like three weeks or whatever. Yeah. And then
0: you you throw it away. (laughs) You throw it
1: away or you don't. Yeah. You know, and and you keep it in the the Christmas box Mm -hmm. that's like getting overflowed. It's just like.
0: Oh, wait. Why is that beautiful? That's so deeply sad to me. That's
1: why it's so beautiful, because, because it's so, so sad. sad, because this is like most of m- how many people live, including myself. You know, again, if I had if I lived in this place, I would definitely be doing stuff like this. And you just like just never there has to be more than just doing the action. You know, there's it has to be more than just just doing the capitalism. Yeah. And I feel if you stopped and think of, thought about it, there is something profound in doing this, even if it is just, I am just part of the machine. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying.
0: Okay, that's no. like what I think. I'm losing, I'm losing the thread.
1: <laughs> I think an artist's job is to like stop and say, "Isn't this?" I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Isn't this actually quite beautiful? If you like, kind of look at it. Interesting. And, to, and you know, I think a comedian's job, whatever artist's job, is yeah. to like show why that would be the case. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's stupid. But I've I've seen you know art where y- you know at a strip mall. Uh, in the strip mall there's like a big sign that has all of the different stores like it's all like this giant mm-hmm. sign that's like it lit up mm-hmm. and he took that and he like took one down and he fabricated one and then he like put it in a museum and it had a whole bunch of stores and stuff like that but it like had different messages but there is something like profoundly hideous and awesome about that strip mall sign mm. it's just so garish and at the same time uh like anti-design yeah. that is like wow
0: are we artists now i feel like we're talking i said brutalism <laughs> like i was like this is a topic that i know close to nothing about and i'm like mm, yes <laughs> garish
1: <What did> you- <laughs> oh, we were suddenly wearing berets
0: yeah <laughs> interesting i, I, just I don't think, have
1: that thought I, I just think it's interesting i just it think is, totally it could I mean, be lifestyle really cool. is
0: completely different
1: yeah exactly you and- have
0: these thoughts because you're just doing it's like it's also kind of a pattern where you're like every day, you know what I mean? Like you're like out there, like maybe you do have to run to CVS yes. again. And it's like the same, like, it's like this like kind of wh- mill. Whereas like where I'm here, I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can get yelled at at any p- moment. Yes, <laughs> You know, like, um, the, I don't know. It doesn't feel as like maybe like the same exact like vibe all the time.
1: Yeah. 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 I, uh, would love to hear if anyone thinks the same thing. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy. May eh, I'm probably crazy. It's totally fine. Are you guys on ExpressVPN? How are you not on it? I talk about it every single week on this show. I can't tell you enough. ExpressVPN is the best way to protect your online activity from big tech who likes to track, spy, and profit off you. But there's another reason why everybody likes ExpressVPN. Netflix, okay? Because Netflix has tons of shows that are available only outside the U.S., Uh, so you need to change your country if you want to access them, and ExpressVPN lets you do just that.
0: What ExpressVPN app does is it encrypts your data and reroutes it through a server location of your choice. This not only protects your data, but also lets you control which country you want Netflix to think you're in.
1: ExpressVPN lets you choose from over 90 different countries, so every time you run out of stuff to watch, you can just fire up the app on your laptop or smart TV, switch your country, and hit Connect.
0: Once you refresh the page, you'll get a brand new selection of shows. It's that simple. And here's the
1: best part. It's not just for Netflix. You can use it to watch sports or other shows or other streaming services, too.
0: I like using it to watch BBC iPlayer because I'm, like, really smart. Mm-hmm. It's free and only available in the UK.
1: You are definitely smart. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one uh, by CNET, Wired, TechRadar, and tons of other publications. Visit expressvpn.com Asian right now and get three extra months of the service for free. That's... E- expressvpn.com asian, expressvpn.com asian to learn more. It's the new year, which means it's time for some resolutions. This year, my resolution is learning how to do the robot. Also, I'm going to update my COVID vaccine booster. An updated COVID vaccine boosts your protection against severe illness, hospitalization, and the worst outcomes of COVID. Find updated vaccines at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Two days ago, Randall texted us and was like, "Hey, I'm in uh, town," and uh, he was like finishing up some project. So uh, we're like, "Sure," and we proceeded to
0: get. Well, first of all, let's just say that when Randall texts us, it's like two. We're like dating him, and yes. we're like so giddy. <laughs> like it's so. Oh, I am. I like always text oh, I'm Mike. Very I'm like, giddy. oh my god, like separately, and there's wear? like a whole separate one-on-one thread where we, like, panic about, like, our clothes, where we're going to go, where we're going to take him. (laughs) It's very
1: stressful for me. I'm like, like, oh, gotta find, like, the cool restaurant for him to go to. And
0: it's like, we want to prove that we're cool, but we're not trying too hard to be cool. Yes. You know, like, it's just, like, this is just who we are. This
1: is just who we are. So it's, like, whatever. But at the same time, I'm, like, sweating.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'm,
1: like, changing out my ties and stuff like that. (laughs)
0: Um, But, yes, we did proceed to have a very fun, um, kind of drunken night. But Mike is doing... Dry January.
1: <laughs> what a fucking month did to choose, it do it? It was
0: so funny. Because, um, yeah, Randall really wanted to, like, like hang. I
1: think Randall really wanted... That we're, and to be clear, everybody, we're talking about Randall Park. Mm-hmm. Randall really wanted to turn up.
0: Yeah, he wanted to turn up.
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know he wanted to turn up. I I, I was like, I picked a nice restaurant. Not like super nice, but like a cool restaurant. Yeah. Um, and we had a nice you know thing but like we kept ordering drinks or in my case i kept ordering seltzers, seltzers. and like and i realized halfway through i was like oh randall wants to kind of like hit the town a little yeah. bit you know we and then we ended up going to this other bar and having a drink there and i had to order a mocktail like a dweeb and then <laughs> and then we were like we ended up at a, like a late night diner and it was just like a whole thing i and i was like if I did not in 2023 have get drunk with Randall Park in my bingo card.
0: Yeah, but you also didn't do it. You didn't get drunk I did not. <laughs> I did not. But I did. And I soft committed to dry January two days before. You and did. And I immediately abandoned it the second <laughs> he was did. like, should we get a drink? I was like, yeah. Oh,
1: trust me. He he almost broke me because like at one point he was like, my to
0: do a shot. Yeah, just do one. You know
1: what's funny is I told this story. You know, I was I told my wife, I was like, oh, yeah, we're gonna hang, hanging out and uh, we're going to have a drink. I mean, you know, they're having drinks and stuff. And she's like, you didn't have a drink. I was like, what? She she was she was like, you probably could have had a drink and be fine. <laughs> and she's the one always telling me not to drink. Yeah. So, no.
0: It's OK. But g- you were so strong. I really was amazed. Like you were just like, no, I'm not going to. And you're like, I'm just going to I'm just going to stick to it. And I was like really impressed by the ability to. Um, not partake in us like getting sloppy (laughs)
1: it's it's been interesting doing dry january because i feel biologically i guess this is a good thing biologically i don't feel like oh my god
0: i really need one you know what i'm saying
1: but i would say that you definitely miss out on a lot of social stuff
0: that's the thing like i don't love drinking but i love the feeling of drinking together yes
1: yes like i love
0: the feeling of like oh we're like starting to be more honest with each other Mm -hmm. like after like first or second drink when the things are getting a little bit more real and deeper like that feeling of community yeah that's what i really like i don't love like the experience of drinking
1: there is something fun about having a drink and then asking like a really personal yeah. question. you know like okay
0: exactly you know
1: like we've just had a drink what was the biggest heartbreak of your life yeah, you know and exactly. then you're just like oh yeah and then like you order another round because you know it's gonna get really good yeah that's like you do i do miss that um
0: it's okay it's only a month there aren't going to be that many deep conversations you can do it you can do it Sober I, too. I swear
1: if fucking aquafina texts us and is <laughs> like hey mike you want to i can't do her voice but you know hey mike you, we, you we're gonna go to mood ring yeah in bushwick you want to hang out
0: definitely you're gonna, drinking you're gonna drink okay <laughs> okay aquafina if you want to text us you're the only person who can break mike's dry january
1: <laughs> please please uh one interesting question that randall asked And I've been thinking about it is he had this funny question where he was like, um, if you knew the world was going to end, but just you, Mm -hmm. what would you do in a year? If you knew the world was going to end in a year, what would you do differently? Mm
0: -hmm. How would you spend that year? How
1: would you spend that year? And Randall had like a funny, like whole thing where he just wanted to party, which is totally fair. Um, and he would take
0: care of his family, but he would
1: take care of his family, make Mm -hmm. sure his family's cool, but then like go party, which is fine. Uh, and, um, I had a very, I was thinking about my answer and it was so dorky.
0: It was really dorky.
1: It was really dorky, but I do think I, I think it was generally right. Mm -hmm. I think I may have made some edits, but I don't know. You said write. I would write. And do jujitsu. I would do jujitsu.
0: And we were both like, that's how you're going to spend your year?
1: (laughs) I would (laughs) like to amend. And I think I would do those things while traveling with my family in like a, kind of like a Winnebago. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, I would be like doing a, but I would be doing that.
0: We did kind of roast your answer.
1: I know. <laughs> I just wanted to, I don't know. Okay. It's very
0: sweet. I like it. But I would not do that. What was your answer? I said I would quit my job. Yeah. And I would travel. Yes. With like, to one, to Japan, because I want to hang out with my family in Japan and to be in Japan. Mm-hmm. But I also bring people that I love with me to Japan yes and yes. then like hang out there i would like fly to like hawaii and like hang out with family there i'm hawaii not like super close with them but i, wa- I just want to like talk to them yeah and um, also in that process bring people with me there <laughs> yes my thing was like travel but always with some like but just like spending family. the time with like the people i want to spend time with so whether that's like my family or like my closest friends or whatever and just like have the time of my life and like go to different places And I just like maximize time doing that. And then I said I would do really adventurous things. That's where I got kind of like some pushback. But I was like, I would absolutely skydive. Oh, skydive. Like do do stuff stuff that that. I'm like more maybe careful, not careful, but like scared to do now. I would Mm. do that.
1: Because
0: like, who cares? I have a year. Right. So like might as well go skydive, like bungee jump, like do thrill seeking things.
1: I thought it was such a good question because it really did kind of reveal some stuff about the person.
0: And the priorities. And
1: the priorities they had, which mine is jujitsu.
0: Yeah, apparently.
1: (laughs) And my family, of course. And, you know, um, I just think it's an interesting question. I would love to hear from our fans. You know what? Why don't you leave us a voicemail? Gosh, do I still have the voicemail number? Hold on here. Hold the fuck on. I would love to hear a voicemail. You can leave a voicemail. It's it's just a box. I'm not gonna answer the phone. 646-809-7231. 646-809-7231. A question from Randall Park. What would you do if you knew the world was gonna end in a year? You you alone. It's not like the world knows. It's not like wide news, widespread news. It's not
0: like panic.
1: It's not panic, but it just you is. but you know. You yeah. know it's gonna end. And uh you got And there's nothing you can do. It's like, you know, something crazy. Mm -hmm. So 646-809-7231, what would you do? Leave us a voicemail and let us know, are you doing (laughs) jujitsu? Are you um, going out on a crazy bender? Mm -hmm. Are you uh, traveling around? Are you just sitting in a hole crying? I don't (laughs) know. Just you let us know and, and we'd love to hear from you. Perfect. Yeah. Um, You had something you mentioned uh, before the beginning of the show. Oh, yes.
0: that I was like, it's a little dark. <laughs> it's a little dark. It's a little dark. I've had a real interesting couple of days since being back in New York <laughs> emotionally. It's been kind of good, but um, I just wanted to talk about a topic... That I haven't fully formed my thoughts yet, but I'm just gonna start talking. Okay. So in therapy right now, my um, I'll, that's a classic way to start something. In therapy, in therapy right, right now, now,
1: that's how you say hello in in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> in, therapy right right now, now. <laughs> in therapy right now. In therapy right now to you, literally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is how I function. It's how I build relationships. <laughs> yeah. Um, in therapy, I am my my therapist is really pushing me and talking about like my. Hang-ups when it comes to romance and dating. Okay. Because I think that's a topic that I often skip over, not on purpose, but I feel like I have nothing interesting to say about it or, like, about myself or, like, about my life in my weekly sessions. And so now she is, like, very much, like, bringing the conversation there. And so we talked about it uh, this week for this is like my second or third week in a row where she's brought it up and was talking about like my hangups on it. And I was just like free, you know, therapy is just like, you just start talking and see where it goes. And um, one of the things that uh, came up was like this deep seated, um, what do you call it? Internalized racism um, that I, that I am still working on Okay, um, and how that impacts me and how I see myself in dating. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: And so, Mind you, my therapy sessions was the day that uh, <laughs> we were having dinner with Randall. So I had a real day that day, oh my which gosh. is also why I was like, I need a drink. Yeah. Um. So I kind of went in, I've been, you know, as if you've been listening to this podcast, I ended the year being like, I feel really good about myself, Yeah. which I do. I do. I still feel really good about myself. Yeah. But so I went into the session being like, nothing's wrong. And then I left the session being like, oh my God, like there's yeah. a lot I need to think through. And so I was just like talking about like why <laughs> dating felt, feels like wasn't part of my life for so long, like until like my, or like right after, like after college. And I was saying that in high school, I like actively made a, made like, you know, because of internalized racism, I like actively was trying to prove that I'm not just like another Asian girl. Yeah. So I like, uh, would hang out with my water polo friends because I played water polo. Yes, 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 yes. And I wasn't really part of like I was friends with the Asian group, but I wasn't like, they weren't like my closest friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also was like the girl who was like, should we talk about SNL? Mm. Like, should we talk about the SNL episode from last night? And like, that was like, obviously like a very specific vibe. (laughs) So I found the people like that. Yeah. Or like, should we talk about community or like, should we talk about Vampire Weekend? Like that was like, those are my interests. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) during that period, I was friends with like, I mean, I was like friends with like different race, but I wasn't like in like the Asian group. Yes. And so because of that, I think there was like a thought. Like, hey, oh, Hold
1: on here. Was there, a, was it your school again? Was it, a, it was a lot of Asians though.
0: There were not, there were a good number, but it's still majority white. Probably. Okay. 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 Probably. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely not majority Asian. Yeah. Um, I went to a Catholic school. Yeah. Um, And so I think there was something, and I could not have verbalized this at the time, but now when I look back on it, it was like, oh, well, like I, my friends obviously are dating cause like they're white. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, oh, they're like attractive. I didn't like think of it that oh. way, but like, they're worthy of dating or whatever. Like, I they're the people who date. I'm the friend who watches my friends date that's like how i oh. thought of myself which is kind of a little bit i think when i look back on it probably tied to race because it's like yeah. i'm like the you know one of like three asian girls in my group and mm-hmm. um, the others weren't e- date really actively dating either you know like it was like oh shit just uh, some stuff like that that i probably had to i need to still kind of think through what it is fully and i've thought about this a lot yeah but I don't think I realize how deep-seated it is in the way I think about myself, if that makes sense. Like yes. I'm very rationally aware of it, logically aware that I like grew up thinking of myself this way. But like I am still those feelings are like more than just like cognizant. It's like subconscious. It's like deeply yes. seated in no. my own, like um, how critical I am of myself and like how I see myself. Um
1: ha- go, ahead. go ahead. And then
0: when I went to Berkeley, I flipped. 'Cause Berkeley's so Asian. Very and I've Asian. never been in a I've never been in an environment where it's that Asian to the point yeah. where I'm being asked what Asian I am. Like that's yeah, yeah, never yeah. happened. Right. It was just like before I was like, You're Asian, you're part of the Asian group. Mm. And so then I went to Berkeley and all of a sudden it was like, oh, like what Asian are you? And it was a like, it was like feeling not Asian enough. Yes. Or like, okay, I don't hip hop dance. I do. Yeah. <laughs> or like I don't like quite maybe like uh, culturally fit in, right? Uh, my interests were very like we, you know, like indie, like whatever. Like yeah, I wanted vampire to wear, col- yeah, I wanted to wear collared shirts and wear like loafers, you know. Yeah. Um, and I struggled there, feeling like I fit in. And then I was like, okay, well then I'm not Asian enough to date here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, to
0: date the Asian guys oh, here. And fuck. then I was like, and then I think there's also part of that which was like, oh, I just like never felt like I fit in. So you didn't anywhere.
1: Like, you didn't like date in
0: college. No, really? Yeah, but I have a hoe phase. I did not have a hoe phase. I was like such a nerd. I was like, we're all nerds. (laughs) I know we're all nerds. I also like be hoe nerds. I never found my people at Berkeley. Like, I mean, if you're my friend from Berkeley, I love you. Like, I I, but I really know what you mean. I have like three friends from Berkeley.
1: I I know what you mean,
0: but I didn't find my like people. Yeah, you know when you're like, these are my people, people. Like, I didn't find my my heart community people. Yeah, until post college. Part of that is me not knowing myself well enough to know where to go to find those people or how to like even build those relationships. It's hard. Yeah. But I I really struggled feeling like like fitting in in Berkeley because I was like, oh, like I feel like I should be in a business frat or a law frat. But like, I don't really feel like I I want to do that. But like, I didn't feel like I had (laughs) enough professional drive there to really fit in. Yes. And then I felt like when I would try to fit in with those people, I didn't quite fit in because I wasn't that person.
1: This is a tricky thing to talk about personally, as a man, as a dude, and I'm talking about my hair. Yes, I have hair. Okay. I'm sensitive about it. I wanted to find a treatment for hair growth that took into account my whole body. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth nutraceuticals go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes of thinning, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through whole body health. Physician formulated using natural, medical-grade ingredients, Nutrafol's drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Hey, In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvements in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com slash men and entering the promo code Asian to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men Promo code Asian. We should start a podcast, Jenny. <laughs> Have you thought about it? We should start a we podcast, should, we should. This and it is is should be called Asian, not Asian. And <laughs> that is exactly what the fuck this is entirely about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've gotten any new listeners starting from season three, but if season, if you want to know what this podcast is about, rewind what Jenny just said about five, but go back about five minutes and listen to that again. And that's entirely what. This podcast is about. <laughs> this is the podcast about Asian people who don't fit in with other Asian people, Americans who don't fit in with other Americans. That's like entirely what this is. That is, it's crazy that you said that you, ha- you didn't realize this and you had internalized this because I don't, I think you just made me and realize it. I mean, I think I did in some ways, yeah. but to for you to say it out loud explicitly, yeah. is such a interesting.
0: Oh, interesting. You know? Yeah, I mean, like I've thought about it a lot, but I don't. I, but I like logically. I can like at the my brain, I'm very like my therapist is like you love breaking things down a lot. And I was like, yes, Mm. because it's the only way I can function is like taking what I have and like trying to make it concretely like, oh, these are the things that are happening. But what what's hard is you can notice it. But then the way I live my life is still like, oh, I don't feel confidence in myself. Yeah um in these ways right I don't I don't think I'm attractive enough because of xyz you know like that those feelings still exist in the way that I like move around the world Mm. without me like consciously thinking about it yeah so I just started talking then and then the session ended and I was like oh my god like there's so much like weird stuff in this experience of mine that like shaped my own understanding of like my my validity in romance mm-hmm. <laughs> or like how attractive i am Yo. that like still continues to persist in the way i like um live my life in yeah. the world yeah so i don't know what the solution is but that was like what i've been thinking about mm, there is no this solution week. i don't know maybe or like i don't know how to like change it or i guess like this is me trying to trying to work on it but um yeah it was like a kind of like a big day on Thursday where I just like sat in silence after the session for like 10, 15 minutes. Like I didn't even realize I was sitting there just like internalizing it where I was like, damn, I thought I was like, you know, sometimes you're like, I'm a fully formed person. And then I had this moment where I was like, damn, I have a lot to work on.
1: Yeah. Wow. Whew. Man. <laughs> was there something that, I mean, obviously I think, you know, going to your therapist, your therapist probably, you know, ask the right questions in order to, for you to kind of get to this realization yeah but was there anything in particular that happened to you that made you think there's something else you, you know like b- because i think if you internalize something and, and it becomes like un uh explicit in your mind mm-hmm. it's almost by definition how do you make something explicit that is in implicit yeah you know yeah was there anything that made you go hey maybe there's something here i gotta pull on this thread
0: um no i just started talking Oh
1: shit! like i
0: just started Cause she was like, okay, well let's just talk about like your experience dating. And then I was like, I didn't have experiences dating. Mm. Like I remember in middle school, I went to a really small middle school and I was the only Asian girl. Uh um, And I, I, I remember people definitely like, like you know it's like middle school crushes yeah. that existed yeah yeah but then um but then obviously i've like said this a million times and like this guy he will never know the impact that he had by saying this but he said and he was the one who asked me out he was like oh you're really pretty for an asian girl oh oh uh, man the, the good the,
1: old the, well, the the compliment with the backhand Yeah, at the exactly same time. and i
0: think that is the line that, like, I don't think I... Because I remember it still when he said it to me and how he said it. Because to me, I had a crush on him, so it was huge that he said it to me. I was, like, deeply flattered. How but, old were you? Like, 11 or 12. Oh! But, like, that line... Cute! So cute! <laughs> so, I like, a major crush on this person, and then he said it to me, and he... he And it like that line, I still remember I at at this age, many, many decades later. Yes. But it's like that I think is probably the thesis statement. Yes. Of like my what how I see myself is that like I am in a little category. Yes. And I don't sometimes feel like I am good enough to be in this category. Right. Like I'm not I'm not enough of that to be in this category. I don't know. Like I just struggled with that part of my Denny, which is like, oh, and I used to be so jealous of like my white friends where i used to be like oh they get to just exist like yeah. they don't have to like prove anything right you know like they just get to be themselves you don't have to be
1: like oh i'm, I'm pretty for a white girl or something yeah, like yeah you just get that to be pretty yeah or like you just Gosh. get to be
0: funny you don't have Gosh. to be funny for an asian girl you get to just be funny
1: wow
0: um I, these are things i'm working through
1: <laughs> it, it makes me think you know how there's uh that cultural concept now main character syndrome totally right Where people think they're the star i think so many times asian people we got like sidekick syndrome
0: yeah a hundred percent i mm-hmm. had sidekick syndrome until like four years ago yeah but i know this conversation is millennial because i think gen z is just i agree growing up in a place where they have been more uh, uh, able to have this conversation but also were not maybe like able to um understand or like first of all see representation earlier than yes we have,
1: they have but
0: also to like just have these conversations like outright yeah from a very young age like yeah. i'm always so shocked when young people are able to um concretely say these things like the high school students i went to go meet they were like so good at talking about race and i was like damn yeah. these kids are like 15 and they're able to like use the words that i learned a couple years ago right 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 um so i'm very jealous of that but it is we i think there's a lot of sidekick syndrome i had to like i had to like really there i had to go to therapy to learn that i to to learn how to not be a sidekick
1: (laughs) right (laughs) this is this is this is this is i think very interesting and i think a lot of people can relate to this yeah you know that i am not supposed to be the center of whatever attention or desire or whatever, right. because I'm just like the extra person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess we'll have to keep checking in on you throughout the season.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll just bring it up when I have like a new, yeah, thing, a new thing, a new thought,
1: a new thought about it. Yeah.
0: But I do think about what would be different if I went to a different high school.
1: Oh, and what
0: would be different if I went to a different middle school?
1: You know what though? It's what's crazy is that like you would think that in the Bay Area of all places, where there, at least there are Asian people, because yeah. I'm just imagining you know we have listeners who are like in the, you know fucking Wyoming or Idaho, yeah. and there's yeah. like no Asian people at all. Yeah, that's like even they're like they're like not even sidekick, they're like extra in the background. Yeah, yeah. you know, so totally. it's got to be even. I'm not to say it's harder that for them, but it's it, that's like a whole other thing.
0: It's a, totally, it's a different experience. Like I have my my friend who's Asian who grew up in the Midwest, and it's like she she had a very similar experience as me. But I would say the difference is I can like leave and go to Japanese school and like right. hang out with like have that kind of understanding that like this is there are a lot of people like me.
1: But but but, but it was also interesting that because once you went to college where everybody was Asian, you still didn't feel like that yeah. thing because you were not you didn't fit into the, uh, I guess mold of what Asian, you know, that was dominant in, in, because I hear what you're saying, because when you're at, at our school, it was very, uh, um, um, yeah. UNI school at, at our, at Berkeley, it was very career oriented. Like everybody yes. there was very like, I'm going to be a scientist or something yeah. like that. Or, yeah, they went to business frats, which I thought was fucking bizarre.
0: Yeah, I was like, but I was jealous because they all had like a thing.
1: I did. I do. I, I did appreciate that other if other people had a goal, you know, that's cool.
0: And a community.
1: Yeah, and they had they found other people like them. Exactly. We're, we should have. we we should have hung out. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we're only ten years apart. <laughs> What's the big yeah, deal? I was, like, I was graduating would- <laughs> and you were in middle school, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, somewhere out there, there's someone who understands me. And that person was like hopscotch. Yeah. Playing, I don't know what the fuck you were doing in eighth grade. I was
0: doing, um, we were doing cheerleading at recess because one of the girls in my class was doing cheer, and so she would teach us how to do like little pyramids. That's what I was doing. Um the other kids would snort, um, Skittle Sugar. <laughs> See, this is where I should have
1: I that's who little little did people know that, well, you know, my future podcast host after as A I was snort, graduating college,
0: snorting sour skittle <laughs> doing, sugar
1: was making pyramids. Um, Well, you know, that's this was cool. I think this was <laughs> we're really hitting it hard. I like the tone we're setting for season three. Yeah, I'm
0: just going in radical transparency, folks. You're right. We're gonna start a Thank podcast. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. We're gonna Mike. start
1: a podcast called Asian Not Asian, and guess what? You're listening to it right now. <laughs> Thank you for uh, everyone uh, for supporting us and listening. Uh, tell tell your friends. Take a screenshot um, and uh, post it on Instagram or whatever fucking TikTok. I don't give a fuck. D- let people know uh, about the show um, and come see us at Hack City. Come check me out at uh, SF Sketch Fest. I don't know if you got anything going on soon.
0: No, I have nothing.
1: Okay, cool. danny <laughs> has got nothing going on, but so that means she's available. I'm so, available. Uh, and uh, we're going to be talking a lot more about this. We're going to have a lot of guests uh, coming on this season. Uh, any other messages for this for this year before we...
0: No, let's just remember that to be cringe is to be free. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My headphones fell off. That was so good.
0: I'm going to be so cringe this year.
1: (laughs) All right, everybody, stay cringe.